You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This episode number 386, we're discussing Fantastic Forecasting, X-Men 97, and Deadpool and Wolverine. I'm one of your host, Tim. And I'm Ian. Ian, welcome back to the Nerd Room. You're coming at us with a ton of new stuff to talk about. And I'm super excited to just jump into Marvel this week. We've got Fantastic Forecasting. We've been waiting for this for like six years we've got the x-men 97 the animated series continues with this brand new trailer and then you and i are going to take a deep dive into the deadpool and wolverine trailer talk a little bit about some of those easter eggs that are inside of that but before we get into that ian my friend you took last week off you had other things going on you're on a bullet train somewhere in japan but now yep. you are back here in the nerd room how you doing my friend Good. I'm good. Glad to be back. I, I didn't know if I had a, a place back on the seat after that absolutely amazing episode last week. Um, <laughs> if anyone didn't catch that, it was a really great episode. Uh, getting to hear things from from your wife's perspective, from the perspective of someone else, as you said, to like the, the GA. Uh, and yeah, man, she had some great takes. It definitely made me to think more openly about some of these movies, such as Inside, uh, Inside Out 2 and, and Wicked. And yeah, man, like... Great show. I didn't know after that fire episode. I was like, man, have I been demoted? Am I going to be able to come back? But yeah, <laughs> she uh, I think she willfully relinquished her seat. She actually quite enjoyed doing it, but she does not have the appetite to go at this every single week the same way you and I do, especially with some of these topics. She was happy to get into Wicked and I did invite her back on to discuss Wicked once it hits theaters. So that'll be maybe a cool bonus episode that yeah, we cool. can do. But man, we've got some pretty interesting things to talk about this week, and we're going to just leap straight into the MCU with mm -hmm. the Fantastic Four casting. Now, if you remember, I don't know how long ago this was. This must have been, geez, I think 2019 maybe, that Kevin Feige and the MCU or Marvel Studios confirmed that the Fantastic Four will be coming to the MCU after the purchase of Fox. Was it that long ago? I might have that date wrong. But anyways, it's got to be close to five years ago that they first made this announcement. We've had a series of different directors, and I think every leading male in Hollywood, as well as every leading female in Hollywood, have been rumored and at one point fan cast for the role of Reed Richards and yeah. Sue Richards. And then we have also have, of course, Johnny Storm, as well as The Thing, Everyone's fan cast. We've seen everyone from John Krasinski, who made that cameo role in Multiverse of Madness, all the way through to Seth Rogen for The Thing, yeah, and every man, single was... person in between. It's Great. It's been absolutely wild. And Marvel Studios has a tendency to reveal stuff like this to big fanfare, big stage presence, pulling them out at San Diego Comic-Con. But this one was a little different. I don't know if they're trying to capture a narrative, change a narrative, but mm -hmm. they somewhat quietly debuted or released this information on Valentine's Day last week. So last yeah. Wednesday or Thursday with the reveal of the whole cast and 
an artistic rendering of what the whole show or the whole movie is actually going to be about and revealing also a new release date on July 25th, 2020. Now, the people that they released here are Pedro Pascal, Vanessa mm-hmm. Kirby, Ebon Moss Barach, you have to correct me if I got that wrong, and Joseph Quinn of Stranger Things fame. So that is our casting for Fantastic Four. Pedro has been in the rumor mill more prominently over the last six months or so. He seems to be the man that is leading the charge on a whole bunch of franchises that we love. And here he is entering the MCU finally. But Ian, man, how do you feel about this Fantastic Four drop? The actors and actresses portraying this. And then we'll get into it. But also the look and aesthetic that we're getting out of this art, which gives us big hints as to where this is taking place and the potential and I think maybe even the likelihood of this being a period piece set in the 60s. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, it's a, it was a fun reveal. Um, it was a little anticlimactic because mm-hmm. I think, you know, <laughs> yes, we, we knew. We knew these people. I mean, they'd already been kind of rumored on the internet. Man, I totally forgot about Seth Rogen. Like, I, <laughs> I wonder if that ever was a thing because it was almost felt like it was guaranteed the amount of people were talking about that. Um but yeah, it like, like the, a very you... Fox, like 2000s thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like I like it. You know, I, I see some people not too happy about uh, Pedro just because he's at, he's in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's it's a, a great choice. Um, he's very likable. Uh, he sells everything that he's in. You know, everything that he's in is, has been huge. And he's really good at like marketing movies as well. Like, you know, when he he's doing interviews when he's uh, doing press tours, when he's, you know, uh, um, events and stuff. Like, he's a great person to have taking this movie forward and getting people excited for it. So I think, you know, he's, he's a good good pick. Uh, as for the others, again, like, I think they're really good choices. Uh, Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things. I actually met him last year at uh, Comic-Con. It was just a brief passing, and he was talking to my daughters. And man, he was just such a nice, awesome. likable dude. He's, he's he was very kind of shy uh, on stage. You know, he's he's kind of new to Hollywood, I guess. That you know, he'd only just made his big um, debut in in Stranger Things, and the audience loved him. He just seemed like a very genuine kind of modest, down to earth kind of fella. And I think he's someone that I can definitely see becoming really popular. Um, even his character in Stranger Things was was huge too. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Kirby. I mean, she's just fantastic too. The Crown. She's an Oscar uh, nominee. She's she's great in Mission Impossible. Um, she's great to look at, and I think she's someone who's going to be, a, a, you know, ex- excellent in this in this role. Um, when I saw certain leaks of her being in it, I thought she was perfect. She's got the looks, but she's also got the the talent. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, She's definitely someone who, who yeah, he's, he's great for the role. And Ebon, love him. Everybody loves him from the bear. Um, he's in Andor as well. He was in Andor. And I think the great thing with him is that, you know, he's extremely talented. Like, seeing him in the bear, you know, there are certain episodes of that where it's some of the best TV I've ever seen, mainly because of his performance in it. And yet he's only been in a lot of side roles. He plays all his supporting actors, supporting roles in all his movies and shows. Uh, so it'd be great to ha- see him having a, a, playing a bigger part. 
Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how they go with that. I guess a lot of it is just going to be his voice. Yeah. Um, well, he'll be he... all the motion capture, I think, for it. They're talking like this is going to be a fairly comic accurate representation of the thing on screen. It's going to be different from, of course, what we got in that last iteration, the one with Michael B. Jordan in it. And I think that's the right way to go. At least this image depicts him as being very, very comic accurate with yeah. the other actors and actresses around. I think I did refuse to refer to Sue Storm as Sue Richards. <laughs> by did accident. you know, I think you said Sue Storm, did you? Oh, did I did say you? Sue Storm? I can't remember at the top okay. there. But I, I, I'm loving all of this. You know, I'm just happy to get the cast revealed, to be honest with you. This has been a piece of online discussion and conjecture for years about who is going to be the Fantastic Four. And the reason this is, is so important for Marvel Studios is that they, they are essentially, I would say, hunting for their next major franchise. And this, outside of the X-Men, is one of those pieces that they could put up and realistically could have quite a long running room or quite a lot of running room towards being a larger franchise that has three movies into it, plus a couple of Avengers films. The first family of Marvel, this is the first big team-up that you do see in the comic books. I believe the first comic book was released in 61. And that's where this like 1960 vibe is coming from. When you look at the art, when you look at the brand new title card for Fantastic Four, it's got kind of like that little early WandaVision look to it. Of course, you look at the image and it's got a real 60s vibe. You see the picture in the background. You see the thing reading a Time magazine, which I believe is a recreation of Time magazine from 1963 with Lyndon B. Johnson on the cover. Mm -hmm. And you've got Herbie in there, which kind of has like a 60s vibe to it as well. And this being a period piece to me is extremely exciting. Not mm. only do I love a good period piece inside of the MCU, I love the idea of the 60s aesthetic, what they can do with the space race and everything that they have inside of that. But also it unshackles them a bit from the continuity of the MCU. And it also gives us a reasonable explanation why the Fantastic Four were not present during the events of the building of the MCU. They are likely going to be off in space or somewhere, and then they're going to be probably showing back up to either the current timeline or coming out of wherever that they have been. So and you think this is going to be a 616 Fantastic Four? I think so. I think that this is going to be, and they're going to do a, a whole bunch of retconning would be my guess. I would hazard you're going to see like a Howard Stark in here, maybe a Hank Pym, these type of individuals and they're going to retcon this and they're going to end up in some other dimension or there's going to be a multiversal piece to it where they're stuck somewhere and then they pop back into the, the 616. I honestly think that this is part of the same 616 continuity just set in the hmm. 60s, never really talked about and they'll go and retcon it in the future in some capacity or with characters that we're familiar with, very easy to do and it'll be part of the main continuity but they just haven't been present for right. for that like do you think that's the direction of the going or do you think it's going to be a multiversal thing i yeah i don't know i was kind of expecting it to be a multiversal thing um seeing them in that picture actually you know it seems like they are on earth or they're in a 60s earth-like environment mm -hmm. um i don't know how i feel about like for example people with superpowers existing within that universe prior to something like iron man uh you know like Sometimes I ask that question, like you, you have these characters. It's like when Madam Web came out. It's like if you have all these spider people existed before Peter Parker, like how do we not know about these people? And it kind of takes away from some of those original stories. 
Um, but it could be like a week that this happens in. They get their powers, and then something they happens. Yeah. They have the powers for a week or so, and then boom, they're gone. They're a blip. But they'd on have the radar to be some kind of time travel element, though. I guess. I mean, I I, I imagine this that they would end up in the current day at some point. It could be a, again through something through what happens within space, and then they return to Earth, and maybe. You know, yeah. a certain amount of time has passed or something like that. But I mean, like we've seen a variant version of Reed Richards, mm-hmm. of course, in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Um, and he was at the, of a certain age. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see how they kind of pull it off. I really love the fact that it is set during the 60s. I do like that, that it's going to give it its own kind of stylized um, individual kind of look. Uh, and it's going to set it apart a little bit from what we've had before. It's not going to be too much of the the same same old thing. But I just wonder how they're going to balance those timelines. Is it just going to be a very final thing where they just end up in the main uh, period, uh, the main present day? Or yeah, I don't know. It'd think of it like the first Avenger style of of how it's done. It's all set. Maybe it doesn't go this way, but it's all set in some form in the '60s. And like I guess maybe to play devil's advocate, this Kevin Feige has come out and said that this won't be an origin story, yeah. and so I don't know exactly what that means. Are we a, do we show up and the thing is the thing and they have their superpowers, which I guess again so, goes yeah. to your point that that's going to be difficult to to kind of rationalize inside of the MCU. But at the same time, I think that there's a way to to really run this where they go off, they disappear, and they become part of history in some way and are forgotten about by the time we get to 2030 or whatever time frame we are in 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 current 2025 2026 we are in in the current mcu so yeah i guess it's just like i i just wonder who they'd be fighting and stuff like you know you're not gonna be able to have a galactus kind of threat at this stage i guess because it's no there's it's way too big, and there's there's rumors of like a Kang variant, uh, like Ramatut potentially being the main villain. You could inch towards Doctor Doom. I don't think Doctor Doom is the wisest choice for the first iteration of the Fantastic Four. Like, I think that character has to be established. But who knows where they're moving that character, and if he's moving into the driver's seat for Secret Wars? Um, there's a lot of different options inside of here, and it doesn't have to be a huge villain. Mm. I think it really has to focus a lot on the Fantastic Four and building them as something significant inside of the MCU. But it will be interesting to see if it is, in fact, I never really thought of it. I just assumed it was a Captain Avenger or Captain Avengers, Captain America-esque sort of where it's established a period piece. And then they have a mechanism that jumps them into present day where they're kind of just forgotten about inside of history. But now that you're saying that maybe they are some form of variants that then get sucked into the six one six in a proper way, yeah. Well, like Captain America is like he's he still doesn't he's he's a, he's a hero in a sense, but he doesn't really have, you know. I don't know if people would would have seen him as a superhero, and the the kind of situation that he was in was very kind of isolated, I guess. You know, with a Fantastic Four with a group of scientists who come back from space and have superpowers and can stretch and fly and stuff, it's a bit of a bigger deal i guess so it'd be harder for them to and then how they would then try and merge those timelines 
and bring people across. The villain, of course, wouldn't be able to. You couldn't really bring every single character from that 60s period across. So it'd be mm. interesting to see how they're going to do that. Like, yeah. And I think you you probably are right the more I think about it. Because if you're then working with alternate universes and time travel, then yeah. it gets a bit... It gets a bit messy. Models, and like, it's messy, maybe yeah. you don't want that. But again, there's a sacrifice piece to the continuity and why is they never been talked about. And like I said, they can, they're going to very easily do retconning stuff, bring shield into the mix in some capacity. And then there's always the anomaly, I think of present day MCU where who bought the Avengers tower. That was always something that has never been resolved from Spider-Man. What is it? Far from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Far from home. Remember that the, Avengers Tower and Happy Hogan is selling it, and it's never been resolved who bought it. And I always thought it was going to be the Baxter Building. Is that, is that, that's not, that's not, um, yeah. Am I getting no, confused? it's not a Wilson Fisk thing. You know, there's been, you know, rumors as to who actually bought that. Uh, and I always thought it was set up for the Fantastic Four, which might make sense given that this film has been in some form of development for like five, six years, and they might have had a resolution to it a lot sooner. But my guess is that's going to be the Baxter building inside of New York. So all the, how about the the rumors of the Silver Surfer castings? Is that not related to this project, do you think? Very well could be. Could be a bit deeper into the King Dynasty Secret Wars stuff. But I guess you kind of have to balance some of that out. Like is is the Silver Surfer and not associating with Galactus the right move? And I think, and I agree with you, I think Galactus is just too big for this first movie i think you got to focus a lot on endearing the audience to the fantastic four and not wasting a whole bunch of time on a big 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 like like galaxy sort of spanning villain with galactus like that's big time stuff like i would say that for way down the road that's why i thought it could have been a slightly alternate universe idea where you know the the place that um Rambo ends up at the end of the of the Marvels, and I thought it was maybe could be within that universe or something. But then again, I think that's the Deadpool universe, like the Fox universe that they they ended up in. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's it's immensely confusing. If you and I can't figure this out, that means that the GA is going to be confused. As well, I, I mean, they haven't released details about it. I think that's the idea, and I think that's a good thing that they're getting people talking about it, especially you know making this a set in the 60s it does kind of confuse people but at the same time it, it makes it a bit more exciting you know it's not the same old same old i, I gets... think just yeah i i think getting it out of the present day you can play with the politics of the time you can play with the space race of the time there's so much you can do in that environment that i think is just a lot of fun where everything's just kind of established we've seen a lots of stuff take place in that time frame and it's a, a period that we haven't really visited i think there's a few I don't know if there's some of the Ant-Man, Hank Pym stuff stuck in the 60s or not. This really kind of is that time frame. And I think they have a cool frame of reference to to build things off of from there. And just somewhere that they've never been before. And it gives them the ability to to produce something a little different as well. That gets them out of the status quo of the last couple of years of MCU films that is kind of just building in present day. And it allows them, like I said before, to unshackle from the continuity of it all. So I think, to me, I agree with you. This was, like like you said earlier, this is a very anticlimactic reveal or something that's been talked about for over five years. 
but ultimately it means they're pressing forward and the release date actually they swap release dates with thunderbolts which is now i think happening in the early may time frame may 2nd thunderbolts will debut and fantastic four has moved to the jai 25th so this is coming out in less than a year's time so presumably they're going to be start filming this as yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> like we're 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 questioning so jurassic world the new one comes out around the same time as this as well as superman legacy and i think superman legacy like they seem to be a lot more advanced than maybe this is i don't know but there's like three yeah. massive films coming out within like a couple weeks of each other someone's gonna blink in this space like they have to Jurassic World, just going off topic a little, is, is that the the announcement I saw of Gareth Edwards? Is that yeah. that's he's making the next movie? So that so that was that just came out today that Gareth Edwards, who directed Rogue One, who directed a movie called Monsters that I've literally been pitching as the plot for Jurassic a Jurassic World movie for years on this podcast, but it was announced that he was the top contender to direct that July 2nd release of, or July 2nd or 3rd, 2025 release of the new Jurassic franchise installment. And so that seems legit. And I think, honestly, if you go back to 2010, he did a movie called Monsters. That is a blueprint. And so if they're looking at that being like, he can execute that thing that David Leach has written for him. Like they, they said, they're just looking for like a, a director, right? Someone to come in and, push buttons well yeah he's i think he can actually you know pump out movies quite quickly as well because the that the creator i don't know how long the creator took to make um but he made it on on a budget and he used like kind of budget cameras it didn't cost that much making it's visually stunning and it's a really great movie um and i can see how you know visually he's definitely someone who would be really great for for that franchise yeah and he did godzilla right that first godzilla movie too that was really good yeah really good and look great and i think it was that was also a budget on a budget movie as well so he's got some talent and he seems like it would be interesting to like he's been in the monster space before so yeah but yeah but that, all like, these movies these movies though man like yeah it's it's i don't know it's like, interesting like you, well, these days movies never come out on time so i i don't expect them to but we've got all three of those movies and i don't know if any of them has officially started principal photography like james gunn is usually pretty good about saying like hey we just day one you know clapper we're we're going he's usually good about posting that stuff i well, fantastic four they've seemed to have had this cast for a while because they were it was leaked so many times yeah and yet they haven't even started filming it yet. So Well, we might not know. Like they might be building shit and putting it all together. All of a sudden there might be it's only when it really comes out of like set leak photos where you see these guys showing up in the streets of Atlanta or Cleveland or Vancouver or something where they're fil- filming all this stuff. But given a lot of the aesthetic is in the sixties, a lot of it might be big sets. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's cool that this has a line of sight now. We have a cast, we have a date. We have, I think, an exciting slate in 2025 for the MCU with Thunderbolts as well as Fantastic Four and Captain America Brave New World. I keep wanting to call it Brave and the Bold, but that comes out in February, <laughs> I think. It's got like a weird release date, that Captain America movie now. They're going to have to change the name of that movie. To Someone's going to have to change the name. <laughs> just keep it simple. It's got to just call it Cap- Captain America. Wolverine takes flight or something like that i don't know the new captain america 
exactly the new one so <laughs> next piece here man x-men 97 so this is was a really cool drop like the mcu i i said it on twitter last week i said they're taking back the narrative they've had enough of this sour talk about this studio and this franchise and are really really clapped back last week by not only releasing the fantastic four cast but also a brand new x-men 97 or the first x-men 97 trailer so this is picking up on the x-men series from the 90s that ran from 92 to 97 five seasons all of which are up on disney plus and this is essentially a sequel or season six of that series with the a lot of the voice acting or actors and actresses returning to those roles, which is really cool, the surviving ones. And the look and aesthetic, the music, all of it looks awesome. And the trailer itself even picked up. I don't remember the last season of this. I don't know if I ever made it there as a kid into 97. But it's picking up essentially where that left off, it looks like, in September yeah. of 97 when that, when that finished up. And this will be dropping on March 20th. There'll be 10 episodes, and it looks like there's already a second season in development. This wow. is pretty cool. I was talking to my buddy Elliot the other day. He's a huge X-Men guy, and he was jacked up about this. The look, the feel, everything is on point with this. To me, this is going to be weekly appointment watching. I might have to dig through the first couple of seasons of, of X-Men, the animated series, inside of Disney+, Plus to get re-upped and, and kind of reintegrated back into what that universe was. But what a cool thing. And you got all the figures that are coming out right now and, and have come out in the past that are in and around this time frame of X-Men. The poster they put out is VHS versions of... It's like kind of a logo with on top of VHS tapes on the side. Like it, It's all very, very, very well done and very cool. But Ian, was this a cartoon that you watch? And are you pumped to kind of pick up where it was left off? what was 100%, like 20 yeah. years I, I, ago 30 years ago i loved the loved the the cartoon like i think some people were, were into it more more than me but i i mean i i watched it and i was definitely into it it's something that i i enjoyed as a kid um and these were the versions of the x-men i, I kind of grew up with even yes, you know me too. translating into the the video games and stuff like these oh, yeah. these are the x-men i, I loved uh, i've got them all here like the figures right next to me just the whole set of x-men you know gambit was like one of my favorite um, Marvel characters and, and seeing like all these people return in a way that feels kind of nostalgic, but it's also slightly improved, slightly yeah. modernized. You know, it seems like they've taken the animation. They haven't changed it too much, but they've just made it just that little bit better. It's crisper, clearer, looks, yeah, better. Yeah, but just, just that trailer, like it surprised me, man. It mm, did me take me by surprise because... I remember what happened at the end of the animated series, but I don't remember watching. I don't remember the whole story. I did actually try and go back and watch them when they dropped on Disney Plus, and I remember sitting there like, "Man, were cartoons really this bad?" When I was a kid? <laughs> like, it was they were, weren't that easy to watch. Um, but the fact that, of course, they've modernized it, and, and uh, I love the fact that they're continuing the story. And yeah, that trailer was just so good. It's just really well done. Like the execution of it with the distorted kind of VHS style yeah. showing the ending. And then the new one drops in and the music drops in. And then you see like Gambit on the jump on the back of Wolverine and <laughs> so power up cool. his, his claws. It's like, oh, like, just like so exciting, man. Um, 
and I'm actually surprised how many people are excited. It just blew up all on the internet as well. Yeah. Like it seems like this is something that really hit with a lot of people. It was definitely part of a lot of people's childhood. Um, whether you know you're a '90s kid or you know even into the 2000s, early 2000s. Um, so yeah, I can see this 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 doing really well, and I think it's a good time to bring it out. As you said, toys. You know, Hasbro have been dropping the Marvel Legends, the the ninety seven Marvel Legends, yeah. and you know they they've been definitely sought really sought after. Uh, you have of course Wolverine returning in in Deadpool as well, so I think it's a, it's a great kind of time to bring this out. And I think everybody's gonna be like super excited, except for the the anti woke guys who don't who seem to have some issues with some of the characters um oh is there but... is there a big move oh my goodness of course there <laughs> <laughs> i mean you seen there's like people like shouting on the internet they've, they've made it woke they've ruined x-men it's like oh, come on what it looks exactly I think it's because... like <laughs> i well, don't I even know how you take that away they, they released that they said it's morph has a slightly different take because he's because morph can transform into anybody right mm. they're saying he's like a non-binary character and i think some that seems to they've modernized it a bit i think it's I, cool I that's that makes perfect sense yeah it's like in gen gem v is it the the back the um the boys show you know you have a character who's very much similar like very similar uh, they can transform into male and female and you know, it's a, it's the same thing. They're uh, like a non-binary character. So yeah, and some people are showing like Rogue from behind. They've just got one clip and they're saying they've taken away Rogue's ass and a curse. <laughs> I saw that one actually. It's like, but it's like, on, dude, it's just like for one angle and like, how is that even a thing? Like, it's just yeah. such a it's, weird. Like I said, it's very easy to complain about something, but nothing is going to take my hype away for this show. Um, I mean, that's just a very tiny minority of. Well, and, you know, I think the shock drop of this was what caught everyone off guard is yeah. that, you know, we had gone through Wolf, Deadpool and Wolverine trailer. We got this Fantastic Four thing. And then, boom, here we are, like, at the end of the week. It was like, here's this really cool trailer that, I, to be honest with you, I had no clue that it was coming out in at the end of March, like in a month's time, basically. Basically a month from today or tomorrow. Today, actually. A month from today, March 20th, 2024, this comes out. And... I had no clue and no anticipation and this trailer drops and I'm like, whoa, here we go. And that's how I like it. That's how I like it, man. Like I, I actually preferred this drop. It's strange to say it than the Deadpool one, just because yeah. I knew Deadpool was coming mm. and I was so excited for it. Whereas this one, the X-Men when I woke up in the morning, turn up, you know, look at my phone, eating breakfast. I'm like, what's this? And you click on it and then I just hear the, the music. Da -da 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 -da. And then I'm like, whoa. And then you just see these crazy ass scenes. It's like, man, this is this is how they should drop trailers. Like Yeah. You know, well that was like do you remember a trailer watching in the theater when like trailers themselves have become events that movies are sent around, marketing is sent around in a big major way because of the accessibility of it. But do you remember going to the movie theaters and watching and waiting for a very specific thing. You knew it was kind of coming, but you didn't know if you're going to see the trailer in this specific film that you're watching, or if it was going to be attached to this film. Like I remember getting to theaters. This was this is even in, I would say the late 2000s, like into like the early MCU days. I would go and I'd be super pissed off if people were talking through the trailers. <laughs> because they did they weren't this even back then they weren't the same events as they are now where they come up you know it's coming 
teaser for the teaser for the teaser. It's dropped, and then boom, it's kind of it's a flash in the pan, and it's done. Mm. Where then I remember going and trying to catch a glimpse of the Lost World trailer at so many different films. Dude, back and... in the day, if you think about it, like before the internet and stuff, like a lot of the time you didn't even know about the movie until you saw the trailer. Like yeah. that's how it used to be. Like well, and... I remember getting my dad used to make us sit and watch all the trailers before when we rented VHS. He knew, and that up. was sometimes the best part. <laughs> yeah, you just go through all the trailers. Whoa, what's that? And it's like that's the next thing you're gonna rent. Like the next yeah. thing you're gonna look out for because so you good. never knew about it unless you read magazines or something. Like there was no way of you ever known about these movies, uh, and they weren't marketed that way as well. Like it was the the trailers were what what sort it. You know. You'd rent a movie, learn about another movie, and that's what would make you go out and watch that other movie. Well, I think the first like trailer experience was Phantom Menace. The first trailer was in front of a movie called Meet Joe Black with Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. And tons of people went to see that movie and then walked out after the trailer. Oh, right. Did they? Like, yeah, that was like a big thing, at least here. I love that movie, man. Yeah, for for that movie because I think the Phantom Menace was the, was in front of that was the first trailer was put in front of that, and so that's going back to ninety eight, I guess must have yeah. been ninety eight when that first trailer came out. So yeah, like the also go back and watch old trailers; they suck. Old trailers are not good compared to like today's trailers that have a story and a, a separate score. And, well, they all had the same formula, right? And they always well, had it's the like same we're gonna tell you the whole movie voicing doing yeah. the the narration yeah. and stuff. But, a man yeah. comes to Earth from Mars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's here to save the day, but you know all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's like I went, but I saw like I think like the original Alien trailer, and you're watching. It just looks like completely a totally different movie, man. It's like there's no way this is this trailer matches this movie. No, but we'll go back and watch the first Star trailer. Wars trailers from seventy. I guess yeah, 70, that's true. Seventy six and that. Oh, yeah. they're terrible like yeah. they're they're like unwatchable to a degree compared to what you get now like the whole big productions that happen but anyways th- this is going to be a pretty cool event so i'm going to try i've got a lot to do in the next couple of weeks i've got to watch dune one this week so that we can talk about <laughs> dune two next week i've got to watch a good chunk of the x5 season 70 or 75 76 episodes i think it is of x-men so i gotta get through parts of those there's a very do you remember this episode it it was probably my favorite one, the one that sticks in my head, where I don't know what it's called. I was never really an X-Men comic guy, but they where all the villains are on like a like a floating prison or something, and they all break out and take it over. I don't know if anyone remembers that episode or if I made that up in my head. I, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find yeah, it. Yeah, and... I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Like to be honest, they were they were I think it was like a Saturday morning or something, and they used to be on and it'd be, you know, you get up in the morning and you're going to go out or play in the garden or something and there'd, there'd be a, you give it a watch in the morning. I like, I used to love that show, but it's like Turtles, like the Turtles or He-Man or Thundercats. Like I love those shows, but it's man, if you asked me for a specific episode, it'd be very hard for me to yeah, recall. Blends together. I couldn't tell you, I love the Turtles. I couldn't tell you one single episode. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. one, not a single one. The plot, nothing. <laughs> But yeah. uh, but I consumed even the same the ghost. But other than the Boogeyman episode, which scared the hell out of me when I was a kid, I couldn't tell you a single Ghostbusters episode either. But they are enshrined behind me forever. Those those cartoons and those figures. So all right, man, we're gonna stay with this X Men thread. 
Okay. And run straight into Deadpool and the Wolverine. Is it Deadpool and Wolverine or the Wolverine? Right. Deadpool and Wolverine. Deadpool Trailer. and Wolverine. Yeah. So we talked about that being the title a couple of weeks ago. It came to fruition here this week. We, myself and my wife, I should say, talked about the trailer at a kind of a high level last week. She gave her opinion, her level of excitement. She's not super into kind of the the radar gory piece of it that we're likely to see in this. But let's get your first opinion of this trailer, and then we'll dive into some of the Easter eggs and some of the little things that maybe we noticed that we didn't talk about last week on it to to kind of finish up this week. Yeah, like the, the trailer was different than I was expecting for sure. I was expecting there to be more reveals. And after I didn't see a lot of things that I thought I would see, um, after thinking about it, it kind of made sense. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like what I saw of it, I really, I really liked. Like it didn't make me super hyped for it, but it made me very, how do I say it's, it makes me very connected to it just because of my love for say Loki. Yes. Um, I love that they brought the TVA part into it. So good. Some people might have issue with that if they haven't seen Loki, but I do think it makes perfect sense. And yeah, just seeing that being the way that it's going, the direction it's taking, um, really got me excited for it. And yeah, like I like that they didn't give too much away. I think there's, I think everything that we saw there makes it very difficult for us to piece together any kind of story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could go in so many different directions. And I think they left a lot out on purpose. I think there's a lot that they can't show. And they just showed us enough to to get us kind of yeah. uh, thinking thinking about it, talking about it. Um, but yeah, man, like it was, it was a really well executed trailer. Like I paid for Super Bowl to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I sat through uh, American commercials, which are insane. Like, guys, I did not know that American commercials were like that. Like, we have this thing called Dazen, and you can pay for and you can choose between the American version or the, the Japanese commentary and version. Um, and, yeah, like, then it drops, and it's just like, the trailer's on the internet. I'm like, man, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I was not expecting that either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I watched the Super Bowl anyway. It was really good. That was good. But yeah, like, there's not much I can say. Like, it it had me really interested. I've been watching some breakdown videos. It's been interesting seeing people pull things out of it that I didn't notice at first. And I think that's what's cool about it. They kind of just added those little things. They kind yeah. of hit those little things. And if you really jump into it, you can kind of pull certain stuff out, certain locations. Uh, you know, some different things that are in the background that can maybe refer to different time periods, uh, you know, some characters, but then having some characters that aren't there and that having you ask questions, are they in it and are they not? Uh, so I think it was, you know, it was really well done. I, I would have liked to have seen a bit more. I don't know why they didn't show Wolverine. Yeah, that was kind um, of a, a curious piece. I don't know if it was holding back because it was debuting at the Super Bowl. And they want to save that for the next trailer. Yeah. You don't want to get kind of lost in the sauce. Like there's so much dropping that day on top of the Super Bowl, on top of the Taylor, Taylor Swift mania with regards to, to all everything that was going on. So I, I think that was like a strategic decision where it was like, we're going to save this until the full trailer. And then that hype becomes, or that trailer becomes about the Wolverine reveal. 
as opposed to anything else. You kind of introduced Deadpool, Wade Wilson's story in this one, and you kind of get, left everyone with a big cliffhanger hook. I think it's just smart because you're not you, when you reveal Wolverine, you're gonna get the full internet's attention for that day or for that 12, 18 hours, whatever it is. If you had it done at this one, you would have just crammed too too much into a single trailer and it would have got lost amongst everything else. So I think strategically it's it's a smart move because now we're well, all, works, we're all they, waiting uh, for is, that, right? Isn't it like the most viewed movie Tra- trailer yeah. of all time? Yeah, beat oh, out No Way Home yeah. in the first 24 hours, like 360 million views. Like, yeah. come on. Like, that is an unreasonable amount of views and also bodes well for our first pick overall in the uh, box office fantasy pool. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about some of the uh, the little bits and pieces that, that maybe we noticed or with the help of those scouring through this trailer on the internet helped us notice. I think the first cool piece you've already mentioned is the TVA, of course, being present. I would have loved that to be Mobius. I think that would have been a cool little piece or of continuity into Loki the guy that's i think yeah i think they kind of they they must have done that on post i think they're not going i think the tva won't be as big of a part of it as the trailer I think it's just the it's just the bridge right yeah and like it, it kind of makes sense the fact that he's changed so many things and he's caused all these branches and he's caused yeah. these things that could you know cause issues um it makes sense for them to come back but at the same time it doesn't i mean we saw the tva in the show and how huge it was. Do you know when they're yeah. like looking out in the balcony, it's massive. And you can't just have the same person doing it every time. And yeah, we don't really know where Owen Wilson's character, where Mobius is at this stage, yeah. you know. And we don't even know when it's set because it looks a little different. Like the the outfits look slightly different and the well, I'm hoping it's like the like... new the new Loki fied version of the TVA. Where it's... Yeah. Well I've seen like someone break down they show in the background is like a mural um on the back wall and it looks like the horizontal um timeline but it also looks kind of tree-ish like it has branches at the start and branches at the back but it has this central kind of trunk and it's like which one is it you know is it the is that the tree that's been flipped horizontally or is this just the original version of the timeline that we used to see interesting Um, Interesting. Well, it's kind yeah. of a cool connection piece because it's basically saying we're plucking Deadpool out of this this timeline and we're going to insert him into this. Lots of discussion around where he ends up in that Sokovia battle is kind of the number one, I guess, leading place where he's dropped into that from Avengers. Is it the, the Sokovia battles, the snow? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. But is it? i don't know <laughs> that's well, that's like, i don't know is i think the link which was made from the tvs because that you saw like the hulk and all them a uh, lot of those images were from sokovia and it's got a similar esque aesthetic to it with the snow the flipped over cars the forest but is there another theory out there is it well the other theory is i don't know if this is it's spoilish i oh, mean oh, we'll, still, we'll throw a spoiler tag on here but this is all skepticism and like, well, like I've we seen, <laughs> like when I looked at a breakdown, they said that at first, and then some people have been saying another thing now, and they showed the the scene, and in the background is this truck, and it's kind of flipped over, and it's yeah, in the and it's the same truck that was in Logan, where uh, was that? You're snow? running through the forest, but it's not snow, and it's but it's a forest. Oh, interesting. And that's where Logan has that last fight with you know, the guys who are trying to stop them and catch the the mutants. Yeah. And 
that would kind of make more sense if he's trying to save Logan from dying. At that but stage. I don't think he plucks him out of that. Does do you think he doesn't oh, no, get he old man Logan? Snowing because it's snowing. Yeah, it's snow. I don't know. But he's also is he is it in that scene? He's fighting the TVA as well. Like it's, no, it's no, very in that in that scene. He's well in Logan. He's fighting the guys who are coming to, you know the. Yeah, but... the I've forgotten the name of the character. Rich, it was his name, Richie Grant's character, and he, he yeah. comes to try and catch him. And when Logan fights his kind of his clone version of himself, and that's where he dies in that forest. Yeah, some I people think that. that that is the forest. It's just during winter and it's uh-huh. snowing. But why he would return there is I don't know. Any anyone anyone interesting. But then again, like there is also the theories, of course, of it being Sokovia and them trying to um, prevent certain people from dying, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because that's a confusing one. But he's also I think in that scene, he's that scene or is the one where he's in the at the end of the at the end of time there where because he shows up eventually at the end of time. Right. That we saw in Loki and you see him in there with like the 20th Century Fox logo had been dumped into the end of time, which I thought was really cool. And he's, what is that big monster? What's it called? The Void? A, the Void? Yeah, The Void. A, a Leaf or something like that. It's yeah. I Leaf? I don't know. But you see that make an appearance and snatch up a TVA. So it's kind of like Loki has like an interesting, at least the show, not the character, has an interesting presence in this first little bit of it. You see this like blink and you'll miss it version of, it's Patch, right? So yeah, you got Patch. I think people think that's Madripoor. Um, mm-hmm. That's the white. That's the white suit coat Wolverine. You can kind of see them kind of zooming in on the back of. Yeah, there's a, a re- kind of recent story where Patch goes to Madripoor, um, and he's at a place called the Princess Bar, I think. Um, so I think they're making out like they're using that that story as well. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's interesting. Like, are, are they going? Is he going to f- look for certain versions of Wolverine? Because even that, I kind of like that. Like that connects back... to your Logan story too. The idea that he's like hunting out, he's looking for a very specific Wolverine, specific and that makes type of Wolverine. Yeah, and that makes more sense why he says at the very end of the the trailer when he says, "Help me up, you big lug." Why he's not kind of shocked. He, I like that. He's going to look for a very specific Wolverine. Well, even that one with Patch from behind, and like he looks a little bit skinnier. And as soon as smaller. they said yeah. that, that a little like smaller. And as soon as I thought that, I thought, is that? Oh man, he's not going to do Daniel Radcliffe, is he? Because you might. know that was kind of thrown out there. And it's like, yeah. are they going to do that? Are they going to have some different variant versions of Wolverine with famous actors that we know? Like, I think you're going to have people popping up in this that we... 100%. Like, we've yeah. been saying that for a long time. This movie's going to be filled with cameos. But you that you just flick something in my head, man, that they've sent him to find a very specific Logan, very specific Wolverine to do something for the multiverse to save some piece of it. And he's going to go and... Because that makes sense. He's going to, to the Logan piece to find... And he finds a dead Logan or something like that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He could be going to different places or different timelines, different mm-hmm. uh, universes to find it. That's why he could end up in the the void. Maybe that's the last. Maybe the yellow and blue suit. That's where he ends up because that's the Fox version. Yeah, and they were all annihilated and sent to this Tossed universe. So that, I like he has to that. Go the void to find that version of himself. I like that. That makes sense as to like where it's going to go. At least for the first part, like how they link up. 
that it's not just some random thing that's happened. And there have been there've been pictures of a variant version of Deadpool as well mm-hmm. with like long hair and he's handsome oh, cool. and stuff. So I guess there's going to be other Deadpools as well. This this Possibly. movie's going to be a freaking blast, man. I can tell you. Though I would think that that trailer is really just from the first like 20 or 30 minutes of the movie where they've plucked from and there's a whole bunch of other stuff on the other side of it. It's I'm cuz because I love this style of movie, not only the humor but also just this like you know, true comic book like kind of anything could happen anyone you know what I mean? Like I love that piece of it where you're kind of just going it's like whoa, this is awesome. You know, like there's so much could happen in there and even the thing I didn't notice this, did someone point this out on the internet? Where right at the end there, you see that Secret Wars book, the Jonathan Hickman comic book yeah. that's going to shred it up. And people are also saying like the green bottle on top of it is from the Incredible Hulk, the stuff that Stan Lee drank and that killed him. Yeah, well, in that but in in that place in the void, they have like all different cars, vehicles. It's like a scene where the four vehicles fly, driving on, and they're all vehicles taken from different movies or different shows. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like there's like an ice cream van which was in like uh maybe ant-man or something yeah it was like from different places so each of those vehicles come from a very specific that's so cool man even I like lo- even I love this. Animated stuff. so yeah and even like that that like they're saying with the the secret wars like you know that's maybe an introduction to to hint at uh a dr doom um the fact that that apparently that was the story that introduced things like Battle World, and the fact that they're thinking mm-hmm. the Void will become Battle World. This will be the place where they'll send different variants variants of characters to fight to determine which worlds survive and which don't. Ah, so, but, cool, uh, man. but that's that's something with Deadpool that I don't know how big of an effect it's going to have on other things. Is this going to be again something that's quite isolated and not have a massive impact, or is this something that's going to drive? some stories forward i don't know is this a, a game changer or is this going to be like the other movies where it doesn't have to really have a big effect on anything else i think it's got to start having an effect i think because of the potential scale of what this movie could be it could be a very fun way to get the ga and the wider audience on board for a secret war style of movie and if they're gonna if they're if if Secret Wars is truly where every universe has ever existed, if you're getting everyone from your Hugh Jackman Wolverines to your, what's his name, Peter Parker? What the hell is his name? can't remember. Tom Holland? Tom, nah, Tom Holland, the original oh, Original. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, thank you so much. If you're getting all of this, the original Fantastic Four, everything, if everything's coming together in some wild way, Deadpool's a nice avenue in for, for the audience. It's a way yeah. to integrate the TVA in a more meaningful way, introduce the void and get this concept of time travel really hammered in because I will say that they haven't done a great job in connecting up the multiverse as of this point. If you've watched everything, you kind of get it. But even the multiverse of madness was a bit confusing and didn't really reference Loki, didn't really reference No Way Home. It it did, but it, it didn't really... There's nothing, it hasn't been building on stuff. And the only thing that's really connected all up is Loki, to be honest with you. Like he mentions Ant Man, they mention the Kang stuff, and they've put a nice foundation in, but not everyone's watched that. And so I think Deadpool has to serve as the piece that starts to 
build the solid foundation for the GA that haven't watched all this other stuff or have forgotten about Multiverse of Madness, forgotten about No Way Home. So this has to be the that entry point in and really the kickoff to this big Multiverse Saga crossover event that will eventually come to fruition in Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. But it's got to start building because the Avengers was building for years before it got to Thanos. And then everyone was like, oh my God, Thanos is here. It's like, wait, how does the general audience know who the hell Thanos is? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And they got to get to that also, point. Deadpool's also a good one to, to kind of simplify as well, I think, for people. Like, yes. you know, I think he's, he's like, he's kind of, like, even them just making the title Deadpool and Wolverine, you know, it's not anything fancy. Like, it, Deadpool seems to be the perfect character and the perfect style of movie to just make it very simple. Yeah. There are lots of different versions of these characters, and they're going to fight. Exactly. And you got to be excited for it. And like that's all people need. That's all they want to see. They just mm-hmm. want to see their favorite versions of these characters in all these different movies. Yeah. They don't need all these crazy explanations and all these stuff that's happened in the past because nope. it's a lot of homework for people. It's a lot of, you know, it's a, a a lot of viewing just to understand quite a simple. Well, we say simple, but we can never understand all that multiverse stuff. But like, it's it doesn't have to be that complicated. No, and I think that's that's. That's where, and and the thing is, Deadpool as well, with him being doing the fourth wall breaking, like he's also kind of like a spectator that can kind exactly. of manage things as well. Exactly. Just, so yeah, I think that's uh, definitely a good shout. Yeah, it's 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 got it has to be that it's going to be the audience's perspective in, like even that nod that Ryan Reynolds does at the very start when he goes out the door and he talks about pegging and he looks at the camera and says Disney, you know what I mean, like. It's going to be full of this stuff and talking about being the Marvel Jesus, the Messiah, your little cinematic universe is going to, you know what I mean? Like all these well, I guess very- that, could be, that could be the reason why the TVA chose him to do these things because he seems to exist within a dimension other than every other character yeah. because he seems to know about his existence within yeah. a cinematic universe. So it's like he has that ability to make changes or he has more of an ability to to, to control things like She-Hulk does in the end, mm-hmm. at the end of the She-Hulk show. So I don't know, maybe Deadpool ends up to be the most powerful Marvel character. He's He is the MCU, the Marvel Jesus. The Marvel Jesus, Ben. So good. And the last show that I want to give that I, again, someone pointed out, but this is really cool, was uh, Pyro from the original X-Men. Like the yeah. same actor coming back and, and reprising that role like 20 some odd years later, 30 years later, whatever it's been, 20, 25 years later. I think that's so cool. Like I didn't catch well, I think that. I, I think most people didn't notice that. You know, I wouldn't have noticed that unless no. I saw it. Well, Instagram. like the guy is and like. I, that's another good point. It's a nice, it's a nice, I think there's going to be things like that in there. Yeah. The people we won't notice, we won't see. We'll, we'll just think of normal characters and then later on it'll come out. And be, yeah, I know he was that, you know, he's yeah. that character in this or he was the person standing in the background of this movie and. You know, I, I like that. It's it's kind Me of cool. Too. It, it makes it kind of in a weird way. It it makes everything that you watched matter a little bit more. Way back in the day, the original X Men and all this, the stuff that you invested in, or at least we invested in when we were quite a bit younger, and it's all coming back now, thirty years later, twenty five years later. That, that's just so cool about how to integrate that, and you know, people having another shot at doing some of these characters. It's I don't know, man. I'm I'm super hyped for this whole slate of stuff that we've talked about this week. Fantastic Four, X-Men 97, Deadpool, Wolverine. The MCU Marvel Studios had a hell of a week last week with all of this. Cavill stuff joined? Dropping. Cavill's Cavill's in? Cavill? Who's Cavill playing? What's he doing? 
We don't know. Nobody knows. No. He's signed up to the MCU, but we don't know who he is. Who could he possibly be? What's he's going to be? Century. Well, the the room. The first one was Captain Britain, which I think is the most obvious choice. Yeah. You know, I know people like Stu, one of our you know listeners, great guy. He's he he'll love that. But um, I don't know. I don't think he will be such a minor a character that's so unfamiliar. I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Other do... rumors are Cyclops. I think that will be. I like that, but I don't know if he's too old to play Cyclops. He's too old and too big. Like he's literally called. Wasn't he called? Skinny? Yeah, I don't what's, know, what's, man. His, what's Cyclops his is big in. He's big in the animated series. He's, he's slim, but he's got muscle, man. He's got definition. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Wouldn't it be hilarious he if, be, he, if he, he played Silver uh... Surfer? He's, he's, he's got the voice. He's got the voice for Silver Surfer for sure. Interesting. What the best he... one I actually saw yesterday was Mister Sinister. Ooh, I kind of like that for the X Men. And when you see them together, it's like, whoa, that's like perfect. Ooh, I but like I don't that. know why Flips they up. would bring Sinister in at this stage. Oh, it's so got to be for an X Men thing down the road. Yeah, it'd be hilarious if they made him play Century from in the Thunderbolts. You know how they the guy from Walking Dead, oh, was right? Up? But Century's yeah. like the cheap Marvel knockoff of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> how funny would that be? <laughs> They got him coming in and playing like this blonde haired, like Superman ripoff. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I think they need to do something. I'd prefer them to do something like that rather than him being like a big main hero. Like, I want him to be a villain or. I think they could go with the, I like the villain route because it's like the antithesis of what he did inside of the DCU. Like, put him in a, a very different role where he's. Yeah. And he was great as a villain in um, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Like, he was really actually good. really good in that. So, yeah. yeah. So good, man. Oh, man. Well, we've had a hell of a week, and I'm so happy that we got to to break it down here. And I'm I'm hoping that all you guys out there are as pumped as us for all this awesome content that we got coming out, not only this year, but also next year with Fantastic Four and all the Marvel stuff. The DCU kicks off in that July time frame as well. Jurassic Park. Guys, we've got a hell of a July 2025 coming at us. Who knows if all those movies make that mark. But let's see, man. We're going to count those down. We're going to be talking, hopefully, about Dune 2 next week. So make sure you hit the theaters. i got to watch Dune 1 and Dune 2 this week. So that's going to be... Oh, no, no, dude. I won't be, I won't be talking about Dune 2. Once Dune 2 come out in Japan? <laughs> Mid-March. It's two weeks late. Oh, we can maybe... Maybe we'll talk... Okay, what we'll do... We'll talk about something else, because everyone will be talking about Dune next week. We'll go... When everyone goes left, we're going to go right. And I'm going we'll to see, see a masterpiece tomorrow. I can't wait for that. Might see tomorrow. Madam Web, man. Madam Lawyer. Reviews? 100%. <laughs> We're not reviewing that. <laughs> I've heard nothing but horrendous things about it. But well, let's, we'll figure out what we're going to talk about next week. But it won't be June because everyone else will be talking about it. We're, we'll pump the brakes on that a little bit. Let people see it. And then maybe you can take, right. a, take a camera with you and I'll, uh, I'll watch you. Oh, yeah. I'll just, I'll just put you on just Facebook. Me. <laughs> I'm sure that's what you want to see is through your phone watching Dune 2. Something that's been called an epic, a masterpiece of cinematography. The thing is, it had exactly the same release date as the rest of the world. Then they pushed it back to March. So Japan pushed it back to March. So it pushed it to March. And then they brought it forward two weeks. And Japan are like, we can't do that because we've got other movies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, well, I have to watch Dune 1. So that's been something I'm trying to do for like two years now. So <laughs> I'll get that in and then we'll, we'll go from there. But guys, it's always a pleasure spending another hour or so with you 
every single week talking about all things Source Marvel, DC, and beyond. And we'll be back next week with a brand new, fresh episode talking about something inside of those universes. So with all of that being said, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. And I'm Ian. And thank you so much for entering the Nerd Room.